Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fired Up Radio. I am your host, Anthony Hanson. I am so glad you're here with me today. First and foremost, let's get some house cleaning out of the way. On Facebook, look, type in the search bar, Fired Up Radio, or type in the handle, at Fired Up Radio, and you will be able to find the page where it has all the pod, all the episodes that have been previously recorded. You're able to look at them. You're able to listen to them. Like, share, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff when it comes to the previous episodes. And if you like what you hear, share it, and may the Lord bless you and anybody else who listens. At the same time, we are broadcasting on Spotify, Anchor.fm, as well as Apple Podcasts. Alright, so if you want to go back and listen to previous episodes, those are the platforms to do it. With that being said... Today we are starting the book of James chapter 3. We are on chapter 3 today. And we're just going just going to be touching the first verse. Verse 1. Because to be honest, I already recorded it. I already recorded this episode going a little bit further down, but it just didn't sit right with me. It didn't. Because verse 1 of its own in chapter 3 of, of the book of James it speaks volumes as to how we are to perceive our leaders. It don't matter who they are. It don't matter their political beliefs. It doesn't matter where they lie on the spectrum. It's, it, it, I believe verse 1 of, of chapter 3 speaks a lot when it comes to our leaders and how we are to not necessarily be passive with them, but how we are to honor them and to respect them and to, to just to, 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 it gives us a deeper understanding as to where they come from and how they communicate with the crowd, with the congregation, with the body of believers. Amen. So with that being said, let us pray and let us dive right in. Lord, we come before you right we come before you right now with a humble heart and a submissive spirit. Father, we give you room to move and to and to be active within our lives. Lord, we ask for you to teach us your word, because you are the good teacher. Holy Spirit, accompany us as we as we take a journey through James chapter three. Speak to us, in us, and through us. May you may the word of God be like a like a light, like a shaft of light in a darkened room. May the word go forth like a double-edged sword, rightly dividing bone and marrow, soul and spirit. And may we be accompanied by your by the angels of heaven. That every tactic of the enemy be exposed and be made null and void. And that every spirit that we've given room to reside within us may be placed under arrest. And may every divisive spirit, may, we, may every spirit of distraction be brought down. We say unto you, the Lord rebuke you. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. And we say unto you to go back into the pits of hell where you came from, into the desert and dry land. But we give this time unto the Lord. For no weapon formed against us shall prosper. For the Lord is our front and rear guard, our strong tower in times of battle. And we give this time unto the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 
So as we, as I was saying, we're just going through the verse, the first verse of James chapter three, because I believe that in this one verse alone, it will open up our eyes to see how our spiritual leaders, our spiritual mothers and fathers, our pastors and the elders of the church, how they operate and why they operate and the purpose in which they operate. All right, so let us read James chapter 3, verse 1. It reads, Not many should become teachers, my brothers, because you know that we will receive a stricter judgment. Not many, not all should become teachers, for they will receive a stricter judgment. You know, this is the time where I want to give honor to the pastors and the deacons and the elders, the teachers, the prophets, and the evangelists of the church. Mind you, we're all called to, the, to evangelize, but not many carry the mantle of evangelism, such as people like Billy Graham. Okay? And many other evangelists. Reinhard Bunke and several others. We in our feeble and limited understanding do not do not know what it takes to be a pastor. Many of us do not understand the turmoil that takes place within the mind and in the heart and the spirit of the man that whom is a pastor. Many of us do not understand or know. Yet we always believe that we can do better. Yet many of us believe that the pastor is not tapping into more than what needs to be than what needs to be said. We feel like we're like they're tiptoeing around the truth, the hard truth of the scriptures. We feel and believe that the pastors are not are not touching on certain subjects that need to be touched on. Yet, little do we know that as much as they want to go deeper into the things of God and teaching us the things that are deeper within the kingdom, they can't. Because unfortunately, and I mind you, I say that lightly. There are people within the church that still thrive on the outer courts of the kingdom of God. Because, mind you, the tabernacle of God is only a physical representation of what the kingdom of God looks like. You have your outer court, you have your inner court, and you have the holies of holies. The pastor has to cater to all three when it comes to the things of God. When it comes to the preaching and the teaching and the ministry and the releasing of the prophetic utterances of those who are within their congregation. 
And not only that, they are held liable and are held responsible for those who are under their leadership. Yet many claim that their pastors are not responsible for them. I beg to differ. Why do I say that? Because if it weren't for my pastor, I wouldn't have gotten the release and the covering from him to do this podcast. That's number one. Number two, I wouldn't know how to fight for my wife and for my family. I wouldn't know how to push back against the kingdom of darkness and to pray with the fervency in which I have that you guys get to experience every Wednesday. Guess what? That's only a tip of the iceberg. Mind you, I drive for a living. I do transfers going from one part, from one city, driving 45 minutes to an hour to a whole other city. Transferring auto parts. That's what I do. Okay? Throughout that time that I'm traveling to and fro, that whole hour and a half of driving, of just one run, mind you, I spend six to almost eight hours, six to seven hours a day driving alone. Six to seven hours a day driving alone. Because of what my pastor showed me and taught me from the word of God on how to pray and the weapons of my warfare and how I need to pray for for those whom I whom are embellished in my heart, that being my wife, that being my children, that being my brothers, that being my sisters, that being my mom, that being my dad, that being my step-parents, that being anyone and everyone whom the Lord God has placed on the inside of me to pray for. My pastor has equipped me with the knowledge necessary and where to find it within Scripture to back up what he's saying so I can go ahead and start praying for those in need. See, pastors can only lead you to water. They can't force you to drink it. The pastors can draw out the map on where you need to, on how you can get to where you want to go to. But they cannot lead you there unless you take the first step. We got too many toe-dipped Christians to where you just see the body of water and you dip your toe in it. And say, oh, that's enough. I don't need to go any further. Then there's those who go ankle deep. Then there's those who go knee deep. Then there's those who go waist deep. Then there's those who go shoulder deep. Then there's those who allow themselves to be submerged into the things of God and the presence of God and the anointing of God. There are these aspects that pastors cannot lead the full congregation unless there are people who are hungry enough to go there. 
I mean, many of you got to be saying, there's got to be more. There's got to be more when it comes to the things of God. You know how I know that? Let us turn to Philippians chapter 3. If you're with me, go to Philippians chapter 3. All right? Let's start from the beginning. Verse 1. In addition, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord to write to you again about this is no trouble for me and is a safeguard for you. Watch out for the dogs. Watch out for the evil workers. Watch out for those who mutilate the flesh. Okay? Um... Hold on. Verse 4. Although I have reason for confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel from the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, regarding the law, a Pharisee regarding zeal, persecuting the church, regarding the righteousness that is in the law of blameless. Now let's scoot all the way down. Hold on. Let's go all the way down to verse 14. Actually, scratch that. Verse 10. My goal is to know him, that being Jesus Christ, and the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. This is a man who's a Hebrew of Hebrews, a Pharisee, a zealot for the kingdom of God, who was circumcised on the eighth day. He just finished bragging about it in verse 4. Yet in verse 10, that he wishes that he can know Christ even more. Say it with me. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. See, this is what a pastor tries to lead you. But yet he can only do it with the, with the discernment of the atmosphere and where the people want to go. He, the pastor can only take us to where those who are within the congregation can receive with the limited understanding and humility. But then it's up to us to search and find more. Because what does what is Paul showing us in Philippians 3:10 and 11 that there's that even when you think that you found it, there's so much more to be uncovered. There's so much more to dive into. There's so much more to understand. But yet, it's up to us to dive in deeper. Yet, it's up to us 
to honor the man whom God has appointed to be the under-shepherd of the church. Whatever church you're a part of, God has anointed that man to be the under-shepherd. Okay? And you are to honor him because of the weight that is upon his shoulders and the judgment that is to be cast upon him come the day of judgment because he or she is held under more scrutiny than everyone else. They are held to, to much more scrutiny. But yet we fail to understand that. We fail to see that. We fail to come to the conclusion that the pastor or the prophet or the teacher is only going as far as the people are willing to receive. Therefore, he can only speak with what he can speak. That's why he may seem like he's tiptoeing. Like he's shying away from certain aspects. When yet we want so much more. If you want so much more, so much more from your pastor, take him out for dinner. Take him out for lunch. Invite him over to your home. Fellowship with him. If your pastor's already given you bite-sized pieces of a certain subject, dive more into it. Because he could only lead the congregation so far. But it's up to you to go deeper. Say it with me. There's got to be more. Because if Paul says that he wishes to know more about Christ and the mysteries of heaven, how much more is there for us to know? How much more is there for us to know? So right now, and I'm cut, and this is probably the shortest recording ever to date thus far. I think the most I've taken is like 40, is like almost an hour, and the shortest is like 35 minutes. This is alone is within 25 minutes. Okay? Because this is it. This is the point. We take the month of October to honor our pastors. It's Pastor Appreciation Month. But yet, I encourage you to honor your pastor on any and every given Sunday. So into his life or her life. Because the amount of hours that they take to meditate on the Word of God to prepare for what's to be spoken on any given Sunday and or midweek. We are to honor them. Let us honor our pastors and the elders and the deacons and the prophets, and the evangelists, those who operate within the fivefold ministry, who dedicate themselves to the things of God, who dive deeper into the things of God, 
so that it may be palatable and practical for us to walk into and to walk out in. Because without them, many of us would not know our spiritual light, our spiritual left from our spiritual right. It's time to honor our pastors on a regular basis. And if you have a grievance against your pastor, approach him and ask him for forgiveness for holding resentment and bitterness and anger towards him. I had to do it. I had some resentment, though it did not stop him, it did not stop me from loving him. And I also had to ask him for, your, for his covering. Because though I was doing this under my own will, under my own power, I'm still held responsible to him. My spiritual walk is held responsible to him. And for those who are listening, you're held responsible to him. Because I'm held under his cover. Didn't think about that, did you? I encourage you to begin to honor your pastors. And if you have a grievance that needs to be settled, settle it. Settle it now. Because there ain't no way you're going to be able to move up in the kingdom of God and experience more of his power and experience more of his glory and experience his miracles, signs, and wonders and deliverance and revival if you do not honor the man of God and those whom whom God has placed in power, that being public leaders, governing officials, we we may not agree on, on everything. But when there's a call from our governmental leaders, from our spiritual leaders, to pray. Mind you, I live in the city of Chicago. Mayor Lori Lightfoot called upon several pastors and leaders within that 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 have churches within the city of Chicago to partake in what is now known as the Chicago Day of Prayer. The first Saturday of November is known as the Chicago Day of Prayer. Her right hand contact my pastor to gather the people for Saturday to pray at the street corner for the city of Chicago and several other churches to begin to come together and to pray together at a street corner and to begin to pray over the neighborhoods. To pray against gun violence, to pray for for comfort for families who have suffered from COVID. those who have lost loved ones, to begin to pray against those things and to pray that the Spirit of God comfort those people. A woman who's known as a lesbian who partakes in Pride Month, whose ideology and government standards do not align with the kingdom of God. Yet she still called upon the church to pray. 
It don't matter what she thinks. It doesn't matter what she believes. But she's asking for the church to come together to pray. All political agenda aside. If there's a call to pray, pray. As a church, we responded. Because we knew our pastor would respond to the call. It's because we honor the position in which she had. We may not agree with her lifestyle. We not believe we may not agree to eye to eye on the political spectrum. But when there's a united call to pray, we pray. We fight against the kingdom of darkness. And I honor my pastor for honoring the call. So I challenge you this week to honor your pastors, to honor your leaders, to honor each and every person within the political, those within the political ranks. Honor your boss, the CEOs, the CFOs, the administrators, those who are in HR. Honor them. Veterans Day is coming up. Honor the veterans. Those who gave of their lives so that we may have freedom. Honor them on this week. I encourage you to do so. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the challenge in which you have placed before us. That we learn to honor those whom you have placed over us. Because they will receive stricter judgment. Father, bless those whom you have placed over us. Protect them all the days of their life. That no harm come near them. That you be their front and rear guard. That you fight on their behalf. That no weapon formed against them shall prosper. That you cover them with the blood. And if they don't know you yet, may they know you now more than ever before. May they receive a holy visitation. In Jesus' name. Lord, teach us to honor our pastors and our leaders. Help us learn to honor our pastors and our leaders. Whether, whether governing officials or not. May we learn to love them. May we learn to honor them. May we learn to care for them in their times of need and sorrow. And may we honor them as they go forth, walking out the call that you have placed on the inside of them. In your mighty, most precious name we pray. We give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise, Lord. Because you are the King of kings and you are the Lord of lords. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author and finisher, the perfecter of our faith. We love you, Lord, and we bless your name, that which is above every name. Because every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. In your mighty, precious name we pray. Amen and amen. With that being said, guys, love you much. Remember Facebook, look up Fired Up Radio or type in the handle at Fired Up Radio 93. You can find all previous episodes there. Like, comment, share, subscribe to the page. 
We're on Spotify, Anchor.fm, and Apple Podcasts. You're able to go to all previous episodes before of every Monday episode, every Warring Wednesday episode, and every Final Thoughts Friday episode. All right? Love you guys. Be blessed. Have a great day. Love you much. Bye.